Yeah, like I know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, I yeah. know so. And you feel bad. You feel bad, and you want to change it. I feel like I need somebody to, but now I don't need nobody to talk to. I feel like when I have an issue. Tap in with T T Torres. Tap in with T T Torres. Tap in with T T Torres. Seven, number one for hip hop is TT. Finesse two times is in the building. Oh, he got the best cologne on. <laughs> oh, you smell so good. Thank you. It's thank like you, a mixture you. of uh, Chanel or that good roll up. What did you put uh, on see, today? Nah, see, I, see, I can't tell you. You telling your boyfriend? <laughs> If you smell like me, I can't do that. Then you're like me, because I am like that. My <laughs> friends will tell you I am petty like that. They cannot have the same perfume as me. I'm super petty like that. Like when we're getting ready and go out and I spray myself and they don't have their perfume. Oh, they, yeah, we like that. Yeah, they like, can I use some? I'm like, nah, I fam. like to get, I get in the cut and spray mine. Then when they smell it, I'll be like, I live in the car. <laughs> I and I got it in my purse to yeah, retouch, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Because yeah. it doesn't matter how expensive a perfume is, you always have to retouch. Right, most Cause, definitely. Because you want them to like. Yeah, uh, you, want, you want it to hit, like how it just hit you? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. You got the heat. Yeah. yeah. You're very handsome in person. Thank now, you. I follow you on Instagram, but in person, you're very handsome, I must say. <laughs> Thank you. Probably got a lot of ladies after you, huh? Uh, you know, they, 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 they be saying I ain't right. What, what you mean? They you be, don't do them right? Nah, they be saying like I don't be loving them right. What What do you do wrong? I don't do nothing wrong. All I think all, they just fall in love too fast and they just get hallucin get hallucinating well, and get the. Well, you must treat them really good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think a woman is okay with you going all in and treating them well, just as long as you're honest in the process. Are you an honest no, person? I think I think I'm one of them type of dudes. It's just too good to be true. What do you yeah, mean like, about? What do you so mean? So it kind of it kind of women insane. Like you know how some women be looking for something for so long when they finally get it, be like, nah, this ain't, it can't be real. That's, I'm one of them dudes. Wow. Yeah. And so they just fuck it up before it get to the finish line. Yeah. I used to be like that. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna hold you. I would fuck it up because sometimes you know I would think maybe I'm not worthy of this type of love. Bingo. You but know, then you've been wanting it for so long. And then you finally get it. You're like, nah, like something is under this hood that I don't know about. Yeah. So let me start yeah. fishing and and yeah. stuff like that. But you are honest though, right? Okay, most definitely. So that's good. That's it. That's an A plus quality. So your current situation, you're single. Nah. No. See, I love it. He's honest. Nah. So then, what you mean? It's too good to be true for the other ladies. Because like it is. Like I go through a pro- I go through issues because of it. Mm. But I, I, I get it. I deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about this new project because you are getting a lot of buzz off of it. Finesse Forever. Everybody's talking about it. Right. Did you think, like, this would be such a viral sensation, this project? Yeah. 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 Like, when we when we put it together, like, when we set it in landing, we were, like, 90 days. Like, it's going to be the that's gonna be the, 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 the topic. That's what we're going to run with. Because we accomplished so much within 90 days. And then we turned around and were like, well, let's do a deluxe. Mm-hmm. And let's drop it 90 days, exactly 90 days after the 90 days drop and call it 90 days later. Yeah. So now the deluxe just dropped and that's what got the streets fire on fire right now. Yeah. Tell me about your background. Your, your like 
musical background, your influence, like what really got you so heavy involved in music? Um, just um, I start when I seen seen that it could actually make some money, some legal money. <laughs> yeah, like when I seen like when I seen people around me taking off like money bag, yo, black youngster, like you know that was the beginning of my okay, like your Memphis people. Yeah. You know, I just went to Memphis for the first time. Like it. And, um, yeah, in February, was it January? Mm-hmm. I will honestly tell you that I never had a desire to go to Memphis. Mm-hmm. And Gotti had invited me a few times for his birthday party. Yo invited me a few times. But I never really had a desire to go. And when I went, I was like, wow, like, I really slept on this city. It's such a city that's enriched in black culture. Right. And I got a chance to, like, do all the tourist stuff. You know, I wanted to go to Bill right. Street. I mm-hmm. wanted to eat the food. I wanted to um, go to the Civil Rights Museum. You to the Lorraine? I went to the Lorraine. Okay. I felt, after leaving there, I felt really fulfilled. I went to the St. Jude's Hospital. I mm-hmm. took a tour. I visited the kids. I didn't even know that that was, like, the headquarters. And yes. it was so massive and mm-hmm. everything that the city nice. does. Yeah, for the for the St. Jude kids. I was like, this city really has a lot of culture. And history, you and, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell people that a lot of times, like, when you come to Memphis, that's what you do. Like, you do the, the things that, like, the tourists do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I stayed at the Peabody Hotel. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had a ball. Yeah, I saw ball. the ducks, the little, oh, yeah. little ducks where they sleep and all of that. I did the duck tour. I was definitely a tourist. I ain't going to lie. That's kind of how we feel when we come out here. Yeah. yeah what do you love about New York? The buildings, most yeah. of all. The lights at night. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It gives you a whole different, like, yeah. you know how, like, Miami, the trees and the water and the uh-huh. boats, they kind of do it for you. Yeah. For me, here, the buildings and the lights. Yes, New York is one of those cities you either love it or you hate it. Right. So what do you, you love it? I, I love it, but I, what I hate about it is just the traffic. Yeah. Just the traffic. I, you can't break no cars out down here. You can't, yeah. you can't just pop out like you want to. Like, you can't drive fast unless you're yeah, on the west side highway. And yes. then again, that's traffic sometimes. But see, Memphis, like, you pop out and you, yeah. you, you out here, you can stunt. Yeah. You can't do, really do that. As well, far as I done seen that, maybe like and when you go to Burroughs and yeah, yeah. in neighborhoods and stuff in my, but I ain't been in no neighborhoods yet. Well, don't. You're doing <laughs> good. <laughs> Stay out the neighborhoods. But I'm sure Memphis is the same way. Certain neighborhoods you can't, even though I like Memphis, I'm, there's a dark side of Memphis right, right, too, right, right? There's the racial division that's there. Um, it's also a city where you got to watch where you're going if you don't know the, the places okay. you can get set up. So I'm sure every, every state has their own thing. You know what I'm saying? And um, how were you able to just rise above all of that and put yourself in position where you were? Was that a constant, conscious decision for you to say, you know what, I'm going to focus on not the street life but the music life? I can honestly say, I can honestly say that um, jail saved me. Mm. Jail saved me, like me being incarcerated so much uh, with the attitude that I had in the road I was going down. Um, Either I would have caught a life sentence, wouldn't be sitting right here with you today, or I would have been dead with the road I was going down. Mm. Especially in the city that I'm from. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, even the guys that's going down the road that I was going down, even they find some type of sense and get up out of there. Yeah. Even w- without them blowing up or being successful, they find some type of sense because it's so small 
and everybody go to the same places. So the skill, like, it ain't like New York. It ain't like, okay, we in tour, and we can go to the club yeah. over here, and we won't see them. Yeah. But now nah, it ain't like that in Memphis. You're going like, to see everybody. I'm going to see you. I'm going to run into you I'm at gone. some we point. I'm going. We shop at the same clothing stores. We go, so I'm going. It's like they, so it's like a, I got to leave if I want to survive. Like, or I'm going to be running and ducking and toting guns, risking my life, my freedom. You know what I'm saying? And, and other people's freedom. Like you got your kids. You got you might be with your mama. and You know, so it's real small. Yeah. You know Where did saying? you leave? Did you move to another state? Yeah, I moved to Houston when I came home. Yeah. So, you know, you, you might see a person in Houston, and they might not see him again for another two months. Because the city it's so is so much bigger. Yeah. 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 My nephew just moved out there. He he loves it out there. Yeah, I like it. Houston got- vibe. Fat boy, he don't got fat. He's like, all I do is eat they out there. They got good food. They got good vibes. They got good vibes in Houston. Good, good vibes in Houston. Yeah, he said. He said he, the one thing he really loved is like just seeing so many successful black people in Houston. Right. Is what he loved right. the most about being out there. And black people they um, embrace each other. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. Uh, it ain't too much hate. Mm-hmm. You don't feel a whole lot of. You know, uh, guys listening, you up and down, like sizing you up. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got something going on. Yeah, you so know that what I'm does, so that doesn't, so they're not eyeing you. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? They're not right. envious of your success because they got their own success going right. on. Right. You can walk in the room and there's other people that's, you yeah. know what I'm saying, versus being, you know, in a place where it ain't that many people who, you know right. what I'm saying? Everybody eyes on one person. Yeah. Like you can ride a Rolls Royce through Houston. Yeah. Like, versus Memphis, you ride a Rolls Royce, everybody, like, who is that? And I think a lot of the hate comes from not understanding how. The Bingo. how to get it. Bingo. And how did this guy come from my same neighborhood, figured out the game, and I'm still stuck? Yeah. And it, it, and it, and it, it started off as irritation. Mm-hmm. And then they get irritated. And, and then they it get morphs. mad. And then they try to hide it. It, it could be people around you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it eventually come out. You can't have it. Yeah, it morphs into something else because yeah. they're still stuck in that place as you continue to ele- elevate. Bingo. And the most dangerous person is the person that's next to you right. that pretends to be your friend, but right. they're really your enemy. Right. They're your friend of me. But if you've been around the block and um, you're in tune with the universe, you you will know that. Yeah. You will know That's why my circle's so small. I haven't talked about this like two or three times because I just started noticing how, I see, I thought, like, I've been out almost nine months now. Mm-hmm. So I thought that as time went on, I was going to be able to find solid people and build a good team of maybe eight, nine, ten people, good solid dudes who want it for themselves, want it for me. And yeah. But I'm still it just me and my brothers. So yeah. it's like, you, you know got to protect saying? your blessing. Bingo. And I never understood that. Kala used to say that all the time. I used to say, what the hell is he talking about? And then the more successful you come, you become, the more you understand what that means. Right. It's because you can't have other people infiltrating your circle and fucking up the lifestyle that you built for yourself. Right. Because it'll have a domino effect on your life in some way, somehow. Most definitely. And you want to bring up the people around you. That's what we all come out the hood to do. Most definitely. Because you want to put your friends on, your family on, show mm-hmm. them the game, show them how to mm-hmm. do it. But if they don't have the knowledge or the willpower to sustain it. You got to go. You got to let them go. Yeah. You got to go no matter who it may be because they're going to drag you down eventually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've been very open about your mental health. Right. Um has that been a challenge for you because of the years you spent in, in incarcerated and in and out of jail? And be, and have have you experienced in, insta, 
institutionalized mentality where you kind of get stuck in that pattern. I want to say institutionalized, because that's a strong word because like when you institutionalize, it's like you want to go back. You be too burnt out to the point where you can't deal with society. Like he institutionalized, he can't even cope with what's going on around him and with with life. Now I'm still in tune. You know, so I can say that uh, it taught me. It, it was a lot of traumatizing events, not for all his killings and stuff like that, but uh, mental situation that I went through, trauma, just throughout the course of my life. It's life period. And, and, and going to prison, you know, what I'm saying that. Uh, shape me to be who I am. So when it comes to the mental health thing, I speak on it and I speak good on it. Like, because I took it and I reversed it. Mm-hmm. And I use it as like... like Motivation. I, yeah, like it's like motivating. Not just that, I understand that I might have, uh, you know, I might, my, some of my screws might be loose, but I understand that uh, sometimes they might be loose for the right reason. Yeah. But it's a way to act on it. Yeah. That's what I understand. And understand those triggers, right? Because trauma shows up in different ways, and it doesn't necessarily have to... Suffer trauma doesn't mean violence all the time. Like, you could have suffered trauma through many different facets of your life, but understanding those triggers and how to deal with those triggers when they arise is it makes you a better person. And I think someone coming from your background and your generation and speaking to your people, I think that's amazing that you speak on mental health and okay to to get help and deal with it the right way. I don't suggest, I ain't, I, I want to say not to, but I don't suggest therapy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going to pay for nobody to listen to my problem. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, like, I do. <laughs> I love a good therapist. So, like, I just ain't, like, so it's like, I rub me, but you got to understand how different I, I, my life being. So, like, yeah. with me, I've been incarcerated so much, and I've been sitting in a box by myself for so long, so many years, that I can self-therapy myself. Like, I know how to ask myself questions and answer them. Yeah. I know how to, I know what I'm doing wrong now. Like, yeah. I can say, all right, now you tripping. Yeah. You need to back up. Like, I feel yeah. like, it don't take nobody to tell me, like... What's that word? It's called something. Empathy. You feel it yes. now. Yeah, like, I know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. I yeah. know, so... And you feel bad. You feel bad, and you want to change it. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I don't, I don't need no... I used to feel like I needed somebody to... But now I don't need nobody to talk to. I feel like when I have an issue, I get to myself. I think real long and hard. I come up with a solution, and um, I, I go for it. Do you think that's why your music is is resonating the way it is because you're so authentic and in, yeah. in, in what you're putting out? Yeah. But some people stray away from it though, mm-hmm. because like it's something that they want to be, especially in the industry. Yeah. And you know you kind of need the industry, like especially the brothers. You know what I'm saying? The black people, like you kind of need them. You know what I'm saying? To to push you, to motivate you. But you know people be so um, self conscious and selfish that they don't even. You know what I'm saying? They be, you know, you can reach out for help. Like me, I'm the type of guy, like, I like to reach out and ask for help. Like, I've been locked up all my life. Mm-hmm. But the way the industry set up, these guys don't really want to even share um, their experiences. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On what on the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to just, me, I'm in a process of learning on my own. But I hate it because I hate to make mistakes. Yeah. 
But I think that's part of the process, right? You got to bump your head a few times in this industry. Yeah, but sometimes, like, <laughs> I've been bumping my head all my life. <laughs> and you don't want to do that yeah, no more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tired of making mistakes. Like, I'm trying to learn this thing, like, do this thing right. Yeah, but I, I will say, at least you are in company of people that figured it out some. Right. Right? Right. You got Money Bag Yo. Right. You got Gotti. Right. You know, you got people that kind of figured out the game. And I want, I, I, I've always said Gotti, in my opinion, is one of the mm-hmm. greatest. Yes executives to ever do it and his transition has been amazing to watch throughout the years right i've been interviewing Gotti for many years probably like uh i would say the 10 15 years when i did radio on richmond mm-hmm. i've seen him transition and morph into this super black executive and i think we need more seats at those tables most to definitely. be able to share the game most definitely so that's a blessing you at least you at least have that yeah what's your favorite song off this project my Personal favorite song is on Oh You. It's just my, it's between Ned and Mob Tide. Mm. Because they personal. Like it's, I it, like Mob Tide's the most. Yeah, on, I it's personal. Like, yeah. they, them two personal songs to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you're not afraid two. to be vulnerable in your music and nah. share parts of yourself. Because I ain't got no pride. Mm. Like, I don't care about what nobody think. Wow. Like, um, that's amazing. That's yeah. a, that's a gem. We need to make sure we put that out there. He don't got no pride. That's because pride can really affect your ability to succeed. Yeah. Sometimes you got to know how to play position. It's like a basketball game, and sometimes you got to put your pride to the back and really uh, to be able to advance. And that's good that you know that. But but I'd have made so many mistakes and not realized that that was me, having me making all mistakes. Yeah, that's what it was the whole time. It was me caring about what people think, caring about how people feel about how I look and what I say and what I wear. Me going out to rob people and kick poke those in just to have some money, just to go to the club, or you know what I'm saying. Ain't even doing it for the right reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it took for me to just rewind my whole life. Like, damn, pride, what got me here? Wow. So it got to the point where I was like, all right, damn, that I don't care about what. Nobody feel. I don't care about what she think I should wear or what he think I should like on Instagram. I'm gonna wear what I want to wear. If you don't like it, don't like it. If you like it, like it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm and that's I'm a gonna, great place a to be. Thousand likes or hundred thousand <laughs> likes. I'm, I'm gonna continue to live. That's a and that's a great place to be. But I'll tell you one thing about the Memphis boys. Y'all love some jewelry. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know. Yo, your <laughs> shit is singing over there. I'm like, every time I interview a Memphis boy, y'all be like jeweled up. Let me hold something over there. That's one thing y'all gonna spend your money on is some jewelry, boy. Look at that. Jeez. Or somebody else's money. Or somebody else's money. Yeah. Hey, I love that. Because <laughs> I don't want to spend mine, so. Uh... I ain't got to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so I know this has been a difficult topic for you to talk about, but I wanted you to just have the talk about the incident that took place recently. I know TMZ caught you outside Mm -hmm. and you were able to speak a little bit about the incident that took place in upstate New York. But from my understanding that you were already done performing, both you and Glorilla before the stampede happened upstate in Buffalo where two people unfortunately passed away. Um, but what, is that correct? You guys were long gone before yeah. then, right? Yeah, and I want to send my condolences to the family of the people who passed away and all the people who was injured and everybody who was traumatized because it's a traumatizing event. And, um, you know, I was gone. That's all I can really. Yeah. I hate it happening. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to continue to pray for the families and, and everybody involved in that incident. And, you know, sometimes the artist gets blamed for something that they don't have any control of. And I'm glad that you're here today to say that, you know, you were done, you did your job, and y'all, you guys were already out the venue when that incident took place. Right. Um, so we'll continue to uplift the family in our prayers. It's tragic, and we never want to see anything no, like that happen to anyone. All right, so um, what's in the future for you? Okay, so you have the deluxe you just dropped. So, you know, man, Moneybag Yo got the compilation coming this summer. Ooh, so, you know, it's like a bread gang compilation. Me, him, Big Homie G, um, CEO Big 30, uh, Trip Star. Uh, 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 we got uh, Casino, you know, so it's going to be a big bread gang thing. But, man, Moneybag Yo going to lace that joint, lace that joint, though. Yeah. How how is the recording process with you two in the studio? Quick. Really? Yeah, wow. both of us like we know where we wanna go. Mm-hmm. Like we like I'm a real quick, like yeah. I'm one of them type of dudes I get I don't, I'm not a lab rat. Yeah. I ain't I don't sit in the studio all day, all night. I'm one of them type of dudes. Like throughout the week I might come up with like eight, nine, ten songs, wow. then go to the studio, lay them all within three, four hours and I'm gone. Wow. Yo, that's pretty quick. That's a quick recording process. They'll tell you that. Wow, for real? Like, we don't have big studio energy. Like, we yeah. we just going, hey, I already know what I'm finna say and doing. I like to tell stories. I want you to feel me. Like, yeah. freestyling, you can count on, but, like, when you write it, you tell a story, you can actually think and meditate. Like, it's better for me. No, I can tell in this latest project you're big on storytelling. Most definitely. Yeah. I think to, for people to be able to visualize a, a thought from the beginning to end, I think that's an amazing skill to have. Not a lot of artists have that skill. That I did that in uh, Rules to the Streets. That's another one. I left it out, Rules to the Streets, off the album. Yeah. Like this, this, that was a big song for me, too. Yeah. 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 It was a, um, it reminded me of um, Biggie's joint that he put out, um, Ten Crack Commandments. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I never heard of that. What? Oh, you know, I was like, I was like a Biggie fan, like, but Park was like my, I grew up listening to him a lot of Park, like, yeah. You know but I learned about Biggie as I got older, and I leaned over into the Biggie phase, like, okay, Biggie you gotta dad. listen to Ten Crack Commandments. That's okay. definitely rules to the street. All right, all right. You know, never so. Nope. Never get high on your own, own supply. <laughs> <laughs> Never sell no crack where you rest at. I don't care if they got an ounce. Tell them bounce. Okay. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go back and hear he was that. Most definitely before his time though. When I did start listening to him, it's just one of the ones I ain't yeah. bumped into yet. Yeah, he, he was an incredible storyteller. You talk about <laughs> storytelling. Oh my god, from beginning to end. I remember just being like in middle school, like. I set my cousin up on a date with the guy who worked at the record store just to get the CD for free because I couldn't afford it. So I just basically pimped her out. Like, yeah, for a CD. Yeah. For a CD. And he was so amazing. Um, but the ability to storytell comes, I think, from just understand coming from an authentic place, which I go back to say, like, your music is so authentic to you because you really lived the life that right, you, right. you rap about. Rap about now you can be able to tell from your experience. And there's a lot of people that have been through similar situations and and worse, but like you, I'm able to tap into a, like a yeah p- place in my brain where I can like actually make it come together on paper. Yeah. But it come from a young age though. Like yeah. at a young age, I was paying attention to music and detail, and you know what I'm saying. 
And I remember something that broke my um my spell. Wow. I remember my mama telling me, uh, she was like, Rick, why you don't rap about? I used to always rap about life, like everything that's going around us, like uh-huh. us being messed up. Stuff. She was like, why you don't never rap about no cars, no clothes, no jewelry? I was like, mom, because I ain't got this stuff. <laughs> and she was like, and she was like, well, a lot of rappers don't be having it until they rap about it. You got to talk about it, and then you'll get it. And that kind of broke my vocabulary for rapping. Wow. She kind of, like, helped me break my... I was young, so I was, like, 11. Wow. And it kind of, I was like, all right. So my next song, I was talking about putting up in a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You was like, yeah, mama. Listen to this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Memphis is a very soulful city. Most definitely. It's, it's the very, city of rhythm and blues. Yeah, it's very soulful. To this day, I went to this new restaurant camp, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was right across from... um. The hotel I stayed at, it was like this little hotel, it's this little like um, like jazz spot. God, I forgot the name of it. It's new. People d- told me it was just, um, the kid, Devin Steele, uh, who used to do radio out there on it. Um, Supper Club, okay. yes. Okay. Like they just going in there and having like the live music yeah. and the vibe and like just yeah. seeing just Black folks from the waiter to the musician, just it's and, just a and, whole old soul feel. Yeah. Like you can you can your average even now to this day, like your average 16, 17 year olds, like they know blues. Yeah. Like they know like they know old songs and like off off the head. Yeah. Like because this is what we was raised like around. Like yeah. and it's just a traditional thing, like to be on blues and be on old school music. Yeah, and to have a soulful soul to Bingo. be able to create. Yeah, because no it's different. in your DNA, it's in your yes. culture. Yes. Well, listen, um, I I don't want to keep you too long because I know you have a lot of stuff to do, but my last question for you is where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? Five to ten years. Um, I'm going to get a music game here for a while. <laughs> I'm going to get a music. I'm going to get here for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm going to run this bag up. And um, I'm going to go off to being, you know, entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm going to get my feet wet out here and learn the game. You know, rub the right el- elbows with the right people and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and be me an entrepreneur later on. I got a couple things coming that I'm nice. looking into. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, I'm f- still fresh out. So yeah. I'm just feeling around right now. Well, good luck because you, nice, you got a nice buzz going for yourself. Appreciate it. And I think it's a nice organic buzz for you. I appreciate and it. And one thing I could tell you about um, them guys from Memphis is they, they know how to break artists. Whatever yeah. that formula is yes. over there, it's working because yes. they know how to, yes. to, to break them through. So congratulations to you. Congratulations on this new project. And I wish you much, much success. And thank you for stopping by. I appreciate y'all All right. But that's two times, everybody. Give it up. It's Hot 97. Thank you so much for tapping in with me. It's TT Torad, and this is Tap In with TT. Make sure you subscribe. Will you do that, please? Thank you. 